0: I'm going to talk for real. It's time to have a serious chat. This episode is long ado. This episode is long due, but it is necessary. Um, I have a platform as a black man, so I will use my platform to speak on issues. I usually don't even speak about issues like this. My issues are def- definitely more happier and, and nicer sounding than this, but because this issue directly affects me, I'm going to speak on it. Welcome back. To the Fabricated Podcast, I'm your host, Fabrice Fulangi. Um, Actual name, Fabrice Fulangi. Um, But today, you know, there's some things we got to address. There's some things we got to talk about because this is actually, actually like, just unacceptable. Um, <sighs> these social issues affect me as a man, and so I'm going to go ahead and get straight into it. I'm not going to waste your time. I want to remember George Floyd. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Rest in peace, uh... Brianna Taylor, rest in peace, Ahmad Aubrey, rest in peace, Trayvon Martin. It's basically rest in peace to all the black kings and queens that have been murdered and and, and basically acts of violence for over nothing. Basically, you know, the black skin is so precious and, and it sucks that it took us to twenty twenty, a year where there's a pandemic and the deaths of Kobe Bryant and, and others to actually realize that our skin is this valuable. And, and, you know, I don't want to speak on it too much because I pride myself as an educated person and, and, and I'm, I'm consciously woke. And to be consciously woke in America is basically to be in constant range all the time. And so I don't want to talk about that. I get too emotional over that. But I want to talk about the systemic changes that need to happen effective immediately for us to even see the face in light of day Um, these issues affect me as a man you know I'm not an athlete I'm not a rapper I don't sing like that Um, like I said I pride myself on being educated so I I consider myself above average uh, or even just when it comes to common knowledge and understanding you know what I'm saying I'm a nerd if you will so that means that me not being a rapper or me not having this easy way to make millions, I have to work my way through white corporate America. And so these issues will have to come in and that's why I demand systemic changes. Um, you know, I would put it out there before I continue. If you want to help, people come not came came to me before multiple times asking how they might help her. I always tell y'all educate yourself. Educate yourself on uh, uh, uh The issues of like black wall street Educate yourself on more than just black culture For once you know what I'm saying Just educate yourself that's the biggest change we could have Possibly Um You know but these are Therefore these are systemic changes I want to happen I will have just I only have five I'm not one I only have five I don't have the time to talk about I don't have the time or emotions or mental state to talk about All the changes that could happen Um But these are probably the big ones Um we gotta start with corporate America. Corporate America, you know, what I'm talking about these businesses, these these big names, the ones that own all the corporations, and and all that kind of stuff. It's it's definitely hard. Like I said, I have to work through corporate America. I have to go th- with my education. Uh, um, you know, like I I love learning. I got my associates and my uh, uh, my high school diploma at 16. I love learning. I should tell you something about me, right? But it's not fair that I know that for a fact. That eventually, when I do work hard. They will get to a point where I want a certain job and the color of my skin might affect the outcome of that job. You understand what I'm saying? That's not fair to me, nor to anyone with my skin color or any person of color to be denied or judged based on the color of the skin if they're looking for a certain job. That, don't make, that That's not even fair at all. Um, the way I look, I'm six for six. I'm a black man. In any room, I just look imposing. I look threatening or whatever. Uh, Somebody once said, "The scariest thing, the only thing scarier to a white man than one black person, is two black people." I think that's a fact. And so, me walking into corporate America with my stature and just me looking imposing can be a threat. I don't want it to be in a like you know what I'm saying. If you know me personally, you know who I am. I, I don't I I I'm nice essentially. Why does the way I look have to affect the places I have to go to or I get to be in? That doesn't make any sense. It's not fair to me. You understand what I'm saying? So I think that should change. I think that should change big time. Um, I think the the hair, the hair of black black people's hair um, should be more allowed in corporate America. For instance, like, you know, Let's let's say you're let's say you're me, right? And you have a, a one. So you get went to your barbershop, you ask for a one. Basically that means that you basically shave everything, but you have the bear and you fade the size or whatever. Maybe you have waves, right? Let's say you walk, you get your job, you let's say you're applying for your resume, you put your picture on there, you're like, Oh, I don't know why you would do that, but you apply anyway. Somebody might look at the colour of your skin and be like, Oh, he's darker skin. Oh, we don't really want him. But let's say we do want him. We'll take him in. Okay cool, congratulations, you got the job. But now let's say that you apply and you have dreads a little bit. You got twists, kind of like my stuff. You know what I'm saying? They're twisted, you sponge your hair, whatever the situation is. Chances are you're now less likely to get the job than if you had waves. Let's say you are a Rastaman and you have all these dreads coming down. You are now less likely than me or the person before to get the job. That doesn't make any sense. It's not fair. Systemic changes need to happen there. That shouldn't affect the way I succeed in life, if you understand my point. You understand? What, you, know, you get what I'm saying? Before I go on, specifically me, you know, I was, I'm was. i blessed. I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm really blessed. I was raised with a loving mother and a loving father. They raised me right. right? And then they worked hard. So basically we've been well off. You understand what I'm saying? So, it sucks that whenever the higher up you go in certain s- social things, the less colored people you start to see. It. it sucks. It sucks that the neighborhood I get to live in de- depicts that, you know what I'm saying? Because I live in a nicer neighborhood than most, I get to be around the white kids more. It sucks that. Because of gerrymandering and all these little... The second thing I would like to change that should change systemically is... Police Academy. This is a big one. Let me get into this one. So, it takes about four to five months of training in the police academy to get your police academy. And it probably takes like an extra month after that to get your police license. So, basically, it takes you about six months max to complete the police uh, academy. And get out there and be an actual police officer. Think about that. Six months max. That means you complete. You know. Police officers enforce the law. That means that. You're telling me that in six months. You can get trained to learn the law. Master the law. And you actually are allowed to go out there. And enforce the law. Whereas. If I want to be a lawyer. I have to go to school for seven years. And just. And then after that, I get to actually just practice the law. Think about that. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. That's why whenever you go out there as cops, you see these cops out here making these judgments, they don't know what they're doing. The requirement is simply just a high school diploma. And when you look at the resumes, most of them are fuck ups. They didn't get to go to college. They didn't want to. They're just going to the police academy and be a police officer because that's the easiest career they can do right after. That's not fair. You can't tell me in six months that you've learned the law and you're able to go out in public and enforce it. I think one solution to this should be it should require an associate's degree because uh, if you ever uh, if people that don't know to do an associate's degree you have to take extra college courses bare minimum. So English 1301, 1302 um, and th- another science class, and the key part here being government classes. You get to take two of those government one and two. I think it's like twenty three something. That would teach them more about the law and how they should improve. And I think that that should be a necessary require, uh, requirement. And if you want to move any further and become like a police chief, you should require like a bachelor's. Um, there needs to be more time in uh in the academy. Six months. You can't. You cannot possibly tell me that it took you six months to master the law. It doesn't make any sense. Goddamn, it doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. <sighs> the next systemic change that should happen is that we we need to actually hold our police aco- uh, accountable, big time, big time. Um, when a cop does an action, he should be held accountable for that action. Um... People always say, oh, yeah, well, he has a body cam, so we can see what he did. Well, not all the time. They can turn that off. You ever seen, Do you know the amount of cases that you see a here that a cop pulled somebody over, and then now he killed the person, but then the person was resisting arrest. Do you always hear that all the time? Yeah. He's not being held accountable. Resisting arrest literally takes that out of the things, and he's back out there in the field doing the same shit. You understand what I'm saying? That's not fair. That's not fair at all. And so I think that should change big time. Uh, one politician proposed, I don't remember who it was. I, I don't know if it was Bernie Sanders or uh, I don't know if it was Andrew. Yen. Was it? I don't remember who it was. But basically he said that it should have a group or association above the police. So basically like the FBI, right? It should create a group um, or like, a, an assembly, like a, a classification between the law that basically is that specifically refined to oversee actions that cops do. Therefore, they're the ones that are responsible to make sure that justice is made when a cop does the, right, the wrong decisions or right decisions or whatever. Um, you know, what I'm saying they oversee cop procedures and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's a great idea. I think that we should do that. Uh, have somebody oversee the cops because cops are not being resp- like you know. Here's what sucks. Let's say I, let's say let's say I'm in I don't know. Let's name a small city, Paris, Texas. A cop in Paris, Texas knows not only the lawyer in Paris, Texas, but he knows the attorney in Paris, Texas. He knows probably every single law-related person in there. They have connections. So whenever he does something, he says something that he doesn't like, God forbid it's a bad cop, he can literally manipulate any information and get away with his will. You understand what I'm saying? And so that's, that, one, that's, that, is, that doesn't make him accountable. He's now basically abusing his power as a cop. You know what I'm saying? And so that there's multiple small cities like that where cops know other lawyers and the attorneys and all that kind of stuff. So that needs to change. There needs to be an, an oversight seer. Like relations, public relations in law enforcement shouldn't be that way. And so um, another big one, marijuana. I think the law of marijuana should change because there's too many people of color that get incarcerated for marijuana. And when you look at it in 2020, when the laws are changing across certain number of states, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And if you do your research, you, you realize that most of the convictions and sentences don't even match the crime. They don't even, they're not even co- coherent. Like, they don't, if you don't get the chance to hang around people um, who have homies that have been to jail, They will tell you the stories and they'll tell you the terms. Like, you know, uh, I'll be like, I heard a story. One of my homies said that one of his friends said basically uh, his homie got caught dealing uh, weed and he basically served five years in jail. And it's like, eh, come on, man. Come on, man. Really? These are just like the the small systemic change that could happen. we got, we got that president. You know what I'm saying? We got... Finally... Uh, I mean, it's clearly a race issue. It wouldn't be anything else. It's clearly a race issue. Uh, there's no way a black man can be... There's no way a black man can be murdered over the an alleged forging of a check. He could just be murdered on the scene. Whereas a dude can go and murder and shoot up a school and murder multiple people and he'll still get the chance to see the day of light. Come on now. Where does that make sense? Growing up, I was usually, you know, the darker one in my school. I was dark. I was, I was one of the few black people in my high school. Um, I was a, one of the few black people. You know what I'm saying, and and, and most activities that I, I wanted to exert myself in, whether they were nerd activities, and and you know it sucks that whenever you, whenever whenever people give you these looks when you walk into the into these things, and and they're like, wow, why? sometimes it's like, why is he here? That's what they feel. You know what I'm saying, and there's no way that you that just that feeling of just being like the outcast almost when when you walk into scenarios like that is not fair. Like, you know what I'm saying. It sucks that the more you get educated as well. Um, The less people of color you see because we're simply not given that access. Um, and so it, it's really hard. And I think that, you know, once I make my way through corporate America, I think I will empower as many, many, many black people that I can. I mean, you guys have seen it already uh, with this podcast. I've already had a bunch of multiple black skin on this podcast. Uh, I have more coming probably this, this next episode. All I do is empower people of color to go up, even if I have a white person on here. You know, I will know those people and 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 um, empower them as well and reach up. But right now, it, it's really about us as black folks. You know, funny story. Uh, my experience with the with all this, uh, me and my homies was once chilling in the whip, and we had we had got home from like we was all just chill, cruising and everything, just having a good time. We had came home. But when we pulled up in our neighborhood, our little area, uh, it's like a gated community. When we pulled up in there, it smelled like weed in the whole like neighborhood, uh pretty much like a mile around the neighborhood, it smelled like that. But we was all just chilling in the car, you know, we was talking, having a chat, and then the cops pulled up. You know, I mean, keep in mind it's like it's like what, one AM probably, the light our car lights are off and, and everything. But the neighborhood that wasn't a cop, it was a security guard, you know what I'm saying? And he pulls up, he's like Roll down your window. He flashing the flashlight at me and everything. Because I'm, I'm the one driving. And uh, he's like, run down your window. I said, how you doing? Officer, what's the matter? He said, what are you guys doing tonight? I said, we're just chilling. And then he says, I can smell it. I said, damn. That's not what we doing, sir. You know what I'm saying? And then we decided to tell him the truth. I said, damn, because... So he assumed it was us automatically. And in the whip, keep in mind, it's me, one of my uh, white homies, pretty cool down-to-earth dude, and then uh, my two other black close-back close friends of mine, you know what I'm saying? And and then we had to tell him straight up. I told him straight up what we was doing. I said, me and my homies, we all chilling here because the homie in the back is actually trying to decide whether uh, he's waiting for his girl to message him back to see if he's going to lay the pipe tonight or not. We had, to, we had to tell him straight up. We had to tell him straight up. Uh, we can make up no lies because then we have to lie again. Once you lie once, you got to lie more after that. We told him straight up, my homie's about to lay the pipe. We want to see what's up. And then he said, if you go, better strap up. And, you know, he was being genuinely kind and being funny with the whole situation. But imagine that was a cop, you know what I'm saying? It would have been like, you know, step out of your vehicle. Let me search the car. And then, you know, would have had that whole entourage and stuff. But, you know, it's just little things like that, that, you know, that night went, our way you know what i'm saying what if it didn't you know what i'm saying uh george floyd could have been me that could have been my uncle that could have been you know what i'm saying a black brother my black friend i hate to talk about these things but they have to be mentioned and so uh there's a great article i'll leave it in the comments descriptions or whatever called reflections on the color of my skin uh I'll put the author somewhere on the screen. I forget his name, but I think it's a great read. You should educate yourself on that. Either way, that's been enough for me. Enough ranting. Uh, More fun podcast episodes coming soon. I promise. I'm just really, you know, I got to speak on it. I got a platform, so I got to speak on it as a black man. But more dope episodes coming soon. Remember, not everything you hear online is fabricated.